The following is a Talking Buds podcast special presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, the bar is open. Come on in and join the Buds for a Maple Leafs postseason pint. My friend Harry and I would uh, like to buy you guys a round of beers. You fellas been doing a bit of boozing, have you? Sucking back on Grandpa's old cough medicine? Wash it down with one beer, two beers, three beers. This is the Talking Buds Podcast. All right, Ryan, if you don't mind, I, I have a little I have a little mini rant I want to go on here to start the show. First and foremost, welcome to postseason pint number four, our game four review, the Maple Leafs falling to the Boston Bruins by a score of six to four. The series is tied up at two. We're headed back to Boston for a best two out of three. The Bruins gaining home ice advantage back. Before I get going here, Ryan, any opening remarks you'd like to make? The Leafs got outleafed tonight. And what I mean by that is the Leafs, 40 shots on the Bruins net, pretty much, I thought, dominated most of the possession in that hockey game. Yep. And the Bruins just capitalized on their chances, something that we know the Leafs all regular season, get out shot, capitalize on your chances, win hockey games. I thought the Bruins did exactly that tonight, so the Leafs got out Leaf tonight. Final shot total was the Leafs 42 to the Bruins 31. All right, here we go. I thought the Leafs, offensively, I thought this was their best game of the series. To your point, they dominated possession. They had so many scoring chances. They had moments where they had the Bruins hemmed in and running around. And I thought I thought they played I thought they played well. I thought it was like I said probably their best game of the series from an offensive standpoint. But let me say this. If you are not going to play a disciplined and structured defensive game not only against the Boston Bruins, against any team left in the Stanley Cup playoffs, you're going to lose. And what cost the Leafs tonight was yet another hazardous game in their own zone. Defensemen, specifically Nikita Zaitsev and Ron Hainsey, turning the puck over repeatedly wingers specifically Kasperi Kapanen never in position watching in the defensive zone hanging your goalie out to dry and you give a player the caliber of David Pasternak those quality scoring chances he's going to put them in the net and while they did play well offensively tonight they cost themselves this win with the lackluster defensive zone play tonight and I ended last show by saying for for weeks, for months, we talked about this series and we said it's not a good matchup for the Leafs and th- this isn't this isn't an ideal opponent. The Bruins are better, they're more physical, whatever. 
We've watched four games now. Okay? I believe in my heart. The Leafs, when they get their game going, are the better of these two teams. And they can win this series. They can beat this team two more times. If, and this is a big if, they button it down defensively like they did in games one and three. I did not like them in the defensive zone at all tonight. I don't. Every time the puck is on Nikita Zaitsev's stick, it's a freaking grenade. Ron Hainsey, who we've defended numerous times on this show, counted at least six, seven turnovers from him tonight. And they've got to be better defensively. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. It was just costly mistakes that the Bruins capitalized on. And also, again, the Bruins' power play striking again. Like, that early penalty that Brown took. Like, that that was a killer, man. And then Austin Matthews kind of got goaded into that penalty. And McAvoy sold it perfectly. And they capitalized on both those power plays. And that, that was the difference in the game. And then kind of that throwaway Chara goal. Like, they just they let in too many tonight. And even though... They fought their way back almost twice. They just too, too many, and it was too late. And, man, I, I was I was so angry in watching that hockey game sometimes. Not because of their effort or anything. It's just, like, I thought they just squandered an opportunity tonight. They, they came out and played as well offensively as we've seen in a long time, to your point. And I they, I thought they just let them get away. The game just got away from them. And I don't know, it might, may come back to bite them in the end because that was a hockey game they could have easily won. Well, it's it's their Achilles heel that we talked about all year and it got exposed tonight. Just hectic play in their own end. The, the wingers are never, ever in position. And I don't know what it is about the Leaf defense. It's like they get it on their stick and they, they, I don't know if, if they're panicking. I don't know if they're not looking. I don't know. I don't know what it is. They they turn the puck over like crazy. Yeah, they just turn around and fire it up the boards. And usually the winger's not there, or it's just an errant pass, and it ends up on a Bruins stick, and it's right back in the leaf zone. But I just they let too many men free tonight. Like that second Marchand goal, like just a second effort by the Bruins and oh. McAvoy getting that puck over. And there's Marchand out front for a tap-in. It's Nikita like... Nikita Zaitsev doing some of the best puck-watching you will ever see. Although you've got another puck-watcher that you'd like to talk about. Oh, Casperi Cap. Honestly, the, uh, you're right. The whole team almost. Like, even at the end, like, the, for the minute left, Mitch Marner was down in the corner. I think it was Marner. And he was one-on-one -on -one puck battle in the corner with another guy. And you're six on five. And there's John Tavares just watching, watching Marner just battle one-on-one -on -one with this guy when he's just standing there. It's like, dude, you got a minute left. Show some desperation. Get your stick in there. Like, what are you what are you watching for? And Casperi Kapanen in his own zone. The puck goes into the corner. There's no D in sight. And he's just watching the Bruin player go and pick it up and make a pass. It's like... Oh my, yeah. Like I, I don't get why they can't get two men in on a puck battle at the end there. Like they're like you're this desperate times, boys. Like, oh man, just just uh, tonight was so frustrating for me. I I don't. I thought they could have won that game, and it's just driving me nuts that they lost it. Tonight marked the return of the Leaf killer, David Pasternak, who was quiet through three games, two goals tonight. Marchand got a goal tonight as well, so that line 
produced more than they have through the first three games. And that first pass from that goal was just a good bounce, like just right off Zaitsev's skate and and Muzzin pinched a little earlier and that left pa- uh, Pasternak open on the side and Marner was just a step behind him. So that was kind of a good bounce for them. And then the second Pasternak goal was just a beauty pass on a power play, like just capitalizing on opportunities. And that's how they won this hockey game. What did you think of William Nylander's line tonight? I thought William Nylander was good considering what our expectations are for him at this point. Like, I don't think he was amazing, but I thought he had some really strong shifts in the hockey game where he had a lot of possession and was controlling the play. I I still think Patrick Marlowe, I like, I don't get it. I I don't understand how you could watch. No, Ryan, Ryan, we figured it out. Listen, we figured it out. Okay. I was going back and forth on Twitter tonight and everyone is like, why can't you just try more or Ennis up there with him? Give him someone. And we figured it out. Moore and Ennis don't have a family. So they can't be moved down to the fourth line. I mean, they can't. Patty can't be moved down, excuse me, to the fourth line because he's a good family man. And he's a good pro. He's a good pro. I I don't get it. You watch everyone's new favorite hockey player, Trevor Moore. Like the guy was an absolute dog out there tonight, and and he's sitting minutes for Patrick Marlowe, the most useless and, and hockey Brown player too, on the man. ice. Can, can't impact anything. Like I, Connor Brown's not great, but I'll take Connor Brown right now any day over Patty Marlowe. Like this guy sucks. Like he is so brutal on the ice. He does nothing. I I don't even notice him half the time. Like. He's just, everyone, I know like I, at some point in the broadcast, they were like, oh, the Nylander line's out chancing the Bruins. But it's like, yeah, they statistically they had a good night, but I still haven't seen Patrick Marlowe. He's still, I'm still looking for him. Sucks. Last year during the regular season, he was okay, and then he kind of stepped it up in the playoffs. This year, He's been brutal all year. Visible. All year. Visible, man. Do you think this is like, do you think there's a chance this offseason where he kind of hangs it up? No, not a chance. He's not going anywhere. He'll be back next year playing on the third line, taking up more ice time for guys who deserve it. Unmovable contract. Not effective anymore. I'm just... I but get he's a good res- family man, Ryan. He's a good I get family the respect man. thing. Like I, I get it. Like I respect him too. He's a he's played a uh, like he's top ten games played all time. He's a borderline Hall of Famer, but a guy who's respected all around the league. But I, at this point, I don't care about that. I need a guy with who who's not taking away minutes from other guys who are actually contributing to the hockey game. Like Trevor Moore. Most noticeable guy on the ice, arguably, other than Austin Matthews. Like, oh, right. Like, it, yeah, it's just, listen, like, listen, I, he's I, terrible. He's terrible, but he's not putting himself over the boards, okay? Like, that's another part of tonight's game. Mike Babcock got completely outcoached from the opening puck drop. And, well, I guess, yeah, I guess and, the blame is, is also on Babcock. I, I guess that's kind of what I'm getting at, too. It's just like, I... I I don't get it. Like, it's just like, oh, my. 
anyone who watches this team could just see it, that he shouldn't be taking minutes away from other guys because he's just horrible. Well, like like today, Bruce Cassidy moves David Pasternak off the top line to try and get him going and get him away from that matchup. And Babcock just does nothing. Keeps going. And again, they've, they played well. So in, in fairness, but... If you want to and start the game with too, the same Pasternak, lineups. And Pasternak's both goal, like his first goal was assisted by Marchand. So yeah, yeah, maybe they true. caught them on a bad, bad shift. But it's true. I, but uh, what I'm talking, the point I'm trying to make is the lack of in-game adjustments. Like again, like, and it brings us like full circle to what you were just saying about Patty Marlowe. Like you couldn't, you couldn't have tried more Ennis up there for a shift or two. Like, you got to keep... And so, anyone who's griping about Patty Marlowe, I agree with you. He's terrible, and age, father time has definitely caught up to him, but Patty's not putting himself out on the ice. Babs is putting him out there. And that's kind of what I'm saying, too. It's like, it's not even Marlowe's fault. Like, he's an old man. Like, he's trying his best, I'm sure, but, like, can't you just watch the game? Like, oh, man, it's, it's brutal. Austin Matthews now with three goals in the series. I thought he was unbelievable tonight. Yeah. I thought this was his best game and by a mile when it comes to just, he was dominant. Like everyone's like, he's t- he needs to take over a game. I thought he, he I, I, even though they didn't win the hockey game, I thought he was as close as you could come to taking over a hockey game. He was all over the place. And that's how that guy needs to play more times than not. So game five, goes Friday night in Boston. Like I said earlier, the Leafs now have surrendered home ice advantage back to the Bruins. And it's going to be tough. They've got to beat the Bruins two out of three times, potentially twice in Boston's barn. I They can do it. Again, I believe they can do it. I believe that they're the better team, but they just, it's got to be the the. The thing about their two wins so far, it's been team structured team efforts from start to finish. And not giving up super costly mistakes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like turnovers. Like Nikita yeah. Zaitsev. Holy. And you know what? He hasn't been that bad in this series so far. But oh, my God. That guy handling the puck is just like. Like just get it, get it on your stick. Find the closest blue shirt and give it to him. Well, I think one thing we've learned about this Maple Leaf team, too, is if they're not leading in a hockey game, uh, like in like halfway through the second period going into the third, like they're they're or or even if they don't jump out to a lead, it's early in the game. Like they usually don't win. Like during the regular season, they lost one game leading going into the third period. So that just shows you that if they're leading and going to the third period, Things are looking good. And when they go out early, things are looking good. Like tonight, those two early goals, even though they came back and and, and, and tied it at one point, just when that happens, you're just like, this is, oh, that's when I just know and I get a, that feeling in my stomach that they're just not going to win a hockey game. Whenever they go out and give up two early goals like that, that was just a killer for me. And then they, they tie it up and then they give up another quick two and you're like, oh my God. Oh, I'm so pissed that they squandered this game tonight, man. Like, yeah, it was, it was. Oh, they needed this. I can't they, get over it. I like, agree. I agree with you. If 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 they lose this series, I will look back on this game and 
just the defensive play in this game. And it, and it speaks to like you you were you were chirping Kapanen earlier for being a puck watcher. Ryan, he was untouchable. We yeah, didn't want to move him at the him deadline, at the deadline no. to pick no, up a defense. He's fast because yeah. we like we like when he goes for a rush but never cuts to the middle of the ice because he's too afraid to take a hit. He looks great skating up the side of the ice right beside the defenseman. Wow. He looks beautiful. Never cuts in the middle ever. Same oh. with same with William Nylander. Like uh, it's just the oh man. I'll like admit it. Guy, right he was now, brutal tonight, man. I, I, the only thing he did tonight was lay a couple nice hits on Charlie McAvoy. Other than that, he he was driving me nuts tonight. I'll admit it right now that I've been a proponent of Casperi Kapanen's all season and have um, liked his game, especially at the beginning of the year. But based on what I've seen down the stretch here, if he was a piece, and we don't know for sure, we're just speculating, if he was a piece that maybe Carolina was looking for, for a Brett Pesci in hindsight, that was probably a mistake not to pull the trigger on that. Deal. I thought that was an absolutely huge mistake, huge mistake. If that was ever a thing, but that that's in the past now. So there's no point in even dwelling on it at this point. All right. I don't know that. what to expect in game five, man. Like one thing this series has taught you, these two teams are about as evenly matched as they can come. Not the same team, but Compare both teams with their styles pretty evenly matched. So you cannot make any sort of prediction going into any game in this series. You have no idea what's going to happen. Just all, all one thing we know about this series so far is all season. We were fearing the big bad Bruins and how they would sh- throw it in our face and be physical. They're, they're not that this series like no. game two got a little silly, but three out of the four games, they they haven't done that. The Leafs have out-hit them this series. Well, they can't keep up with the Leafs' speed. I think the Leafs' speed has them back on their heels. And that, for me, is, I sound like a broken record, is why I've sort of flipped my stance on, like, I think the Leafs can win. It's because yeah. I think the Bruins can't handle their speed. And they're but not, again, yeah, you just, just If you that, just play responsibly for 200 feet of the ice, like, if you, if, like, ugh. I'm with you. So frustrating. I I I can't tell you that. And and again, I've we've stood up for Ron Hainsey so many times, and it's just he was an absolute turnover machine tonight. Yeah. Yep. Just. Oh man. I, I turn like ah. Oh, I can't even. You need to go. You're not mad. You're just disappointed. Yeah. I'm just ah. Oh, like usually I can get over and be like ah, oh, it's fine. But I just know like now you got to go and win two games because. This series is going seven games. Like, I I believe this series is going seven. Like, there's there's no other way around it. Uh, another game. Destiny, seven yeah. Destiny Boston. is just gonna throw another game them back at TD Garden, and they're gonna have uh, to win a hockey game in that building and and slay the dragon. Like, and tonight just bothers me because they could have just gone up three one if they just lessen the errors in their own zone because I thought other than that they played a, they played just as well as they could play in the in the Bruins zone like all year we've been talking about how it drives us nuts how the Leafs never have constant possession in, in another team's zone they, they had that tonight and, oh, yeah. and they couldn't do it so they're gonna have to be they're gonna have to come over you know, I'm gonna use the most overused word in the English dictionary adversity and and win win some hockey games in that in that building to win this series and move on. All right, let's uh, just take a look at our ice time leaders here before we get into 
Bums and Beauties. Morgan Riley led all Leafs with 24-37. Jake Muzzin, 20-28. Ryan, Kasperi Kapanen, 18-30. Yeah. Yeah, Andreas Janssen, 18-13. Austin Matthews, 21-36. Oh, yeah. He was he was all over the ice. So the top two lines got in and around 20 minutes, and the top two defense pairings pretty much the same. Yeah, I, I noticed a, a lot of uh, Jake Muzzin tonight. He yep. was the guy I noticed the most on the back end, mostly because he's being physical. 20-28 for Jake Muzzin. Yeah, most, mostly because he's being physical and... He's having a great series, so maybe maybe if we reround the clock, we should have picked up another DMA at the deadline, but that's a conversation for another day. All right, let's do Bum and Beauty of the Game. Hit the intro. It's time to find out who's a bum and who's a beauty. Take it away, buds. All right, Ryan, if you don't mind, I will go first. I have two bums of the game. My first bum of the game is Drake. Oh, yeah. Shows up with the jersey on. Tonight was proof. I tweeted during the game that to at MLSE that someone needs to go and escort him out of the building. Shows up with the jersey on. The Drake curse is a real thing. So he gets my one of my bum selections. And my other one, I've talked about him a few times already, and I'll talk about him again, Ron Hainsey. We've stood up for him a lot because he takes a lot of flack, but I thought he was brutal tonight. I thought he was brutal. He turned the puck over a million times tonight. Yeah, Frustrating, not, frustrating to watch. Not Ronnie's best game. Looked, looked like uh, him and Marlowe were, were kind of playing at their age level tonight. All right, your turn. All right, my bum of the game is none other than John Tavares. Oh my God! Whoa! Yeah. Whoa! I I, I sound I'm, the I'm, alarm. That is a you are just full of between the last episode and this one, you are just full of firsts. Yeah, John Tavares, my bum of the game. Forty-seven goals looks good, but dude, you got to chip in, bro. Like he, I, I don't think he's. I, I know Patrice Bergeron hasn't really done that much offensively anyway but but uh, dude if you're if you 47 goal score we're relying on you you're one of the top players on this team and I don't think he's created any offense for himself and it's not like his line hasn't been offensive Zach Hyman and Mitch Marner have had plenty of chances and I just think John Tavares offensively for a goal scorer for a guy who's supposed to produce points has been kind of disappointing this series and I know he's has a tough matchup but if you're really that elite player you can get through the matchup and create some offense for yourself I think he looks slow and I I, I think he needs to start chipping in at this point if they're going to win this series so the counter argument to to your point though right would be that he's been given the shutdown Bergeron assignment yeah I don't care Mitch Marner and I've seen Mitch Marner and Zach Hyman have so many opportunities at the net and, and create so many opportunities wreaking havoc out front I haven't seen John Tavares, like, or, I don't know. I just think I'm expecting more from him. It's not that he's playing bad or anything. It's just if you want to be an elite hockey player and get paid the money he's getting paid and be relied upon as a top centerman, even though you have a tough matchup, you got to fight through it. 
and you got to chip in. And if they're going to win this series, he has to chip in. So he, he's instead of going for the low hanging fruit, the the Patrick Marlowe's, the Connor Browns. I've said those guys' names a million times. I'm sick of saying them. So I'm going after one of the top dogs tonight. It's John Tavares. You're my bum of the game. All right, beauty of the game. Which one of us is going to take Austin Matthews? Uh, I'll take Trevor Moore. Okay, everyone's so everyone's you, new favorite hockey player. I don't blame them. I don't blame anyone for loving this guy. The, what an animal. Like, just constant effort, 24-7. And he's got some skill, too. And he, he just needs more minutes and stop having guys like Patrick Marlowe take minutes away from him. This guy should be getting more minutes in the playoffs. I think he's earned it through four games. And I, I love the kid. So they're, they're he's my uh, beauty. All right, I'll do the honors then. Austin Matthews, my beauty of the game. He went beast mode tonight. Two goals. Uh, you said it earlier. It was his best game of the series. If he's going to play like that through the next two, possibly three games, I think we're in good hands. So Austin Matthews, beauty of the game. Yeah, he was unbelievable tonight. I thought maybe it was the best playoff game I've ever seen him play. Like he was, he was all over the ice, man. All right, right before we wrap this up, I think you we would be remiss if we did not talk about the four-game sweep demise of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Ryan, is this the biggest choke job in NHL history? See, I I, I think a choke. I I would think a choke is if the Tampa Bay Lightning were up three zip. And they and then then they lost four games in a Ryan, row. They had sixty two wins. I, I I this is the parody of this the is National the one Hockey League versus eight seed. This I, was I a was, team dude. that in every this is the ultimate bracket buster. I, Everybody had this team going to at least the East final, at least. But and they I, got I, they didn't lose a hard fought series in seven. They got dummied in four straight by the eighth seed. They lost that series in game one. They were up 3 nothing, and that game was a choke. And then after that, they just couldn't get back on the rails. But I, I was hearing comparisons to this is like a Golden State loss. And it's like, no, it is not. The NHL, the parity in this hockey league, I don't think there's that. I know they won 62 games, but once the playoffs start, there I don't think there's a huge difference between the Columbus Blue Jackets, if they're red hot, and the Tampa Bay Lightning. like It's not like they lost to some the Ottawa Senators. Like The Columbus Blue Jackets are a pretty damn good hockey oh, team. Like, well, can I tell I, you? I'm not, like, I, I'm not the only one who... I'm not super shocked by this. Like Obviously, I had them going I had them going to the East Final and losing, but it, it's just one team got hot, another team was ice cold. I, I just... That's, I, I don't know. I, that series is... I've definitely watched... Uh, more than some of the other ones outside of the Leafs series. Anyone who thinks that if the Leafs or Bruins win, that they're going to have an easy time against the Columbus Blue Jackets, you better think again. The Columbus Blue Jackets hit everything in sight. Yeah, they're and they play a damn good hockey team, and they got and a they good play goalie. Fast, yeah, they are. They have good, good defensemen, good team. They got. So, Heavy forwards who can score. Like if you're the Lightning, is it like what are what are like how would you like what do you think happened to the Lightning? Well, Victor Hedman happened. Like Victor Hedman wasn't Victor Hedman. He wasn't 100. percent And and he just the him being kind of absent from that series is to me is the big difference. And and the big boys couldn't get it going for the Lightning either. Like yeah, they scored. They they 
killed the whole league during the season, scored a million points. But, dude, we, we you've watched hockey enough. Like, one team gets hot and one team is cold in the playoffs. Like, it doesn't matter if you won all 82 games. Like, once that once they choked away that first game in the series, it was over after that. Like, it was over. Like, Columbus had all the confidence in the world. Tampa Bay was rock bottom. And and then now they're gone. And, I, I don't think they should overreact to this going into the offseason. Like, they have a lot to figure out with their salary cap. But it just, it's unfortunate for them. Like, I actually kind of feel bad for them in a way. Like, I, I know some people were stoked, but I, I'm not a Tampa Bay hater. I actually kind of like their team. But it's just, th- this is the NHL playoffs. This is the parody of the league. I, I'm not super, like, I, I'm surprised, but I'm not, like, sitting here being like, oh, I, I can't believe they got eliminated. That's the biggest choke job I've ever seen. It's like, no. A choke job is being up three zip in a series and blowing it. Like, I I don't consider it a choke job. Last point on this. I think it does speak to if you coast through the regular season and you don't go through any adversity, you don't yeah, know the how most, to handle it. Oh, don't, that's the most overused word in the English dictionary. Adversity. Coming over adversity. But you're right, though. Like, it, it is properly used in that, like, talking about their season. Like, they just rolled all the way through. Columbus was fighting for their lives for for a month. So one team came in desperate. The other team came in off, basically off a of vacation for a couple months. The Pittsburgh Penguins are swept in four games by the New York Islanders. Sidney Crosby finishes the series with zero goals. Your thoughts on this? Again, this is why I picked John Tavares as my bum. Because if your top player has zero points and doesn't contribute offensively, you're not going to win a series. Like, what did the other Penguins do either? Not just Sidney Crosby. Nothing. Like, yeah. where was Phil? Like, where, 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 game where, one. where was Mal? Like, you know, like, no one showed up. And you're not going to win if your big players don't show up. And on the other note, I hate the New York Islanders. So oh. do I. I second oh. that. I, I, I actually I feel sick thinking about them going to the second round. Like. And, and oh, man, I, I can't stand the Islanders. They're my new least favorite team in the NHL, man. I, I, I hope they get dummied out of the next round by the Capitals. Well, Ryan, time will tell. We'll have to wait and see. And with that, we'll wrap up postseason pint number four. Game five, Leafs-Bruins goes Friday night at TD Garden in Boston. We'll be coming at you sometime after that. Thank you, everybody, for downloading, and we will see you then. Hi, I'm Emily Roger, and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.